Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Educating Investors Podcast. My name is Scott Peterson, Financial Advisor of Harmony Wealth Management. Thanks for tuning in for today's episode, the Federal Reserve Economic Projections and the Risks They See to the Economy. I believe that educated investors equal successful investors. The goal of this podcast is to help to educate as many individuals as possible on markets, the economy, and financial planning topics. In this episode, I'm going to discuss the Federal Reserve's recently updated economic projections on GDP, unemployment, PCE, and the Fed funds rate, and what it could mean. I would highly recommend having a copy of the Federal Reserve projections in front of you to be able to follow along with this episode of the podcast. You can find the projections at www.federalreserve.gov backslash monetary policy and then clicking on the link for projection materials. Great place to start is with the Federal Reserve's decision on interest rates. The FOMC in its June meeting kept its 0 to 25 basis points target for the federal funds rate. There were no dissenting votes on keeping rates at the current targeted range. This was not much of a surprise. The Federal Open Market Committee, the FOMC statement, repeated the commitment from April's meeting that expects to maintain this target range until it is confident that the economy has weathered recent events and is on track to achieve its maximum employment and price stability goals. This is confirmed by the projections for the Fed funds rate and the economic projections that they put out. In terms of asset purchases, the Federal Open Market Committee, the FOMC statement said, to support the flow of credit to households and businesses over coming months, the Federal Reserve will increase its holding of Treasury securities and agency residential and commercial mortgage-backed securities, at least at the current pace, to sustain smooth market functioning, thereby fostering effective transmission of monetary policy to broader financial conditions. An accompanying statement from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York said the pace of the increase in purchases would be at least $80 billion per month of treasuries and $40 billion per month of mortgage-backed securities. According to PIMCO, this purchase pace should offset much of the additional agency mortgage-backed security and treasury issuance that we expect in 2020 from the various pandemic relief measures. So now that we have looked at the current decisions on rates and asset purchases, Let's take a look at the Fed's projections for real GDP, unemployment, the core PCE, and the Fed fund rates going forward. In terms of real GDP, the median projection for 2020 is a negative 6.5%, a 5% in 2021, and 2022, 3.5%. The long-run median projection they see at 1.8%. Longer-run projections represent each participant's assessment of the rate to which each variable would be expected to converge under appropriate monetary policy and in the absence of further shocks to the economy. So based on their current projections of real GDP, they see a sharp drop in GDP in 2020 due to the coronavirus pandemic, with the economy starting to recover in 2021 and 2022 before settling in at a 1.8% over the long run. That long-run medium estimate is not much different than what the economy was growing at before the pandemic. Interesting that these projections for GDP came out the same week that the National Bureau of Economic Research, NBER, determined that a peak in monthly economic activity occurred in the U.S. economy in February 2020. The peak marks the end of the expansion that began in June 2009 and the beginning of a recession. As we look at the unemployment rate projections, we see their projection for 2020 is a 9.3%, 6.5% in 2021, and 5.5% for 2022. 
the long-run median projection they see for unemployment at 4.1%. The March 2020 unemployment rate was 4.4%. So based on their current economic projections, they don't see the unemployment rate until sometime after 2022, reaching back to the March 2020 levels. This is one of the reasons why they don't see their median projection for Fed funds rate to move all the way through 2022, which we will discuss later. The long-run median projection of 4.1 is pretty close to the Federal Reserve estimate of the natural rate of unemployment, which is between 3.5 and 4.5%. In terms of their preferred measure of inflation, core PCE, their median projection for 2020 is 1%, for 2021, 1.5%, and for 2022, it is 1.7%. Long-run projections for core PC inflation are not collected. Their median projections for core PC is below their long-run target of 2%, which is the other reason why they don't see their median projection for the Fed fund rate to move all the way until through 2022. Inflationary effects are most likely to appear once the virus is truly beaten and individuals feel safe and confident about spending in the economy. What could cause the inflation to come back? The massive stimulus programs from around the world are a potential source of inflation if the velocity of money picks up. The effects of a continued retreat from globalization eventually could lift inflation as well. David Rosenberg, chief economist and strategist of Rosenberg Research and Associates, argues a strong case can be made over three or five years that stagflation will emerge as a secular theme coming from the pandemic crisis once demand stabilizes. Right now, we have a battle of low supply and low demand. Low supply normally means higher prices, while low demand normally means lower prices. At the present time, it looks like lower demand is winning during the crisis, which is leading to disinflation. However, what happens if demand starts to pick up faster than supply as we come out of the coronavirus crisis? This could potentially lead to higher prices. Finally, we take a look at their Fed funds projections. The median projection for Fed fund rate for 2020, 2021, and 2022 is 0.1%. In other words, they don't see the Fed funds rate moving from the current range of 0 to 0.25% all the way through 2022. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said, We're not thinking about raising rates. We're not even thinking about thinking about raising rates. Their long-run median projection for the Fed funds rate is 2.5%. The interesting thing about their long-run rate projection of 2.5% is that is what the level at which they stopped raising rates in December of 2018. This was during stock market sell-off of 2018. It showed that markets had a hard time with the Fed just raising the Fed funds rate from zero to a range of 2.25%. This median projection of the longer-run Fed funds rate is essentially an estimate of the neutral rate. The neutral rate is a Fed funds rate that neither stimulates nor restrains economic growth. So with projections at basically zero through 2022, this shows how easy monetary policy is currently and that it should be very stimulating for the economy going forward. So what do these projections say about what the Fed currently thinks about the economy? The Fed sees the contraction in the economy starting to recover in 2021 and 2022 before reverting back to similar growth expectations of around 2% that we had seen since the Great Recession. They don't see the unemployment rate getting back to levels that we've seen before coronavirus outbreak over the next two years. They see the core PC inflation measure not reaching their 2% target over the next couple of years. So because of their outlook of a recovering economy with inflation below its target and higher levels of unemployment, 
This leads them to keep Fed fund rates at basically zero to help stimulate economic growth and hopefully higher levels of inflation. I believe the Fed would allow the inflation rate to move above the 2% due to it undershooting 2% for a long time. A separate policy review, which was interrupted by the current economic crisis, had built support within the Fed to seek modestly higher inflation after periods in which inflation fell below the 2% targets. Officials are still working on that review, which could shape how they define their plans on inflation going forward. Much of the stock market's recent rally can be attributed to the massive provisions of liquidity and income support from the Federal Reserve and Congress, providing relief measures equal to nearly 30% of the Congressional Budget Office 2020 estimated U.S. gross domestic product. This liquidity provided by central banks and governments around the world was needed to provide relief during the economic shutdown due to the coronavirus, as well as to stimulate the economy as it reopens. More is needed. However, there could be some unintended consequences that investors should be aware of due to the major influx of liquidity into the economy. Some of these include low interest rate alongside aging demographic, which has resulted in a higher savings rate. This is due to the older demographics needing to save more over time to live off of due to the fact that they are getting a lower return on their money due to lower rates. This leads to lower consumption by older households. Next, low interest rates inhibit bank lending. Lower interest rates narrow banks' net interest margins and thereby discourages credit expansion. Narrow net interest margin can lead to lower earnings for banks. And finally, highly levered companies have become even more levered. There is more corporate debt as a percentage of GDP than ever before. As a fixed income market dislocated and froze up in March, the Federal Reserve in partnership with the Treasury set up facilities to purchase corporate debt in the primary and secondary market. Just the announcement of these facilities led to the debt markets acting more smoothly and allowed some of these highly levered companies to actually issue more debt in the middle of this pandemic. Investment-grade corporate debt issuance is on a record pace with approximately $1 trillion of corporate debt issued year-to-date through May 26. According to Jeffrey Gunlack at Double Line Funds, this is nearly double the issuance of every year-to-date period since 1998. Fed has been able to help solve these companies' liquidity issues, but the Fed cannot fix companies' solvency issues. If revenues don't come back for some of these companies, they risk potential downgrades of their credit ratings and therefore higher financing costs, potential default on their debt, and potentially for some companies' bankruptcy that could wipe out equity holders. These companies are known as zombie companies. These are companies that are unable to cover debt servicing costs from their current profits over an extended period. These companies have continued to survive by being able to continually raise capital in the debt markets now with the support of liquidity being pumped into the system by the Fed. So what are some of the risks that the Fed sees currently in the economy? In its semi-annual monetary report to the Senate Finance Committee, the Fed warns of six downside risks. Those six downside risks are as followed. Number one, the future progression of the pandemic remains highly uncertain. Number two, the collapse in demand may ultimately bankrupt many businesses. Number three, unlike past recessions, services activity has dropped more sharply than manufacturing, with restrictions on movement severely curtailing expenditures on travel, tourism, restaurants, and recreation, and social distancing requirements and attitudes may further weigh on the recovery in these sectors. Number four, disruptions to global trade may result in a costly reconfiguration of global supply chains. Number five, 
persistently weak consumer and firm demand may push medium and longer term inflation expectations well below central bank targets. And finally, number six, additional expansionary fiscal policy, possibly in the response to future large-scale outbreaks of COVID-19, could significantly increase government debt and add to sovereign risk. So what Chairman Powell and the Fed is saying is that with all the fiscal and monetary response from around the world, that these risks push the outlook for the economy to the downside. Therefore, the easy monetary policy that has been displayed in the Fed's economic projections and the need for more fiscal stimulus. So what is an investor to do with this information? Make sure to review your financial plan with an advisor who is a fiduciary looking out for your best interests. This will help to make sure that your portfolio allocation is in the right place to achieve the long-term return expectation needed to meet your goals and needs with the least amount of risk during and through all economic cycles. If you don't have a personalized financial plan, work with an advisor that can help you to develop one. Work with an advisor that has experience managing investment portfolios over all cycles, including recessions. Finally, and most importantly, find an advisor that is willing to take the time to teach and educate you. The only thing not commoditized in this business is education. If the advisor is not willing to take the time to educate you, find an advisor that will, because an educated investor equals a successful investor. This completes this episode of the Educating Investors podcast. I know that time is an important asset for everybody, so I appreciate you taking a part of your day to listen. If you enjoyed the content of this podcast, feel free to share this with other friends and family that may be interested. Also, feel free to check out my website at www.harmonywealthmanagement.com to learn more about what I do, as well as to find my contact information and link to my LinkedIn page and blog. The Educating Investors podcast is presented for informational purposes only. The information presented on the Educating Investors podcast show should not be construed as investment advice. Always consult a licensed investment professional before making investment decisions. The Educating Investors podcast, its host Scott Peterson and his firm, Harmony Wealth Management LLC, should not be held liable for any losses resulting from investment decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on the Educating Investors podcast show.